but turn to Joshua chapter 1 this morning within God's Word. Joshua chapter 1 within God's Word. I don't always do this, and I know you've been standing up quite a bit uh, already in this service, but in honor and reverence and respect to this powerful, powerful passage within God's Word, would you stand this morning as I read this word from the Lord in Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. How would you like to fill the shoes of Moses? Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them. To the Israelites, I will give you every place you set your foot. As I promised Moses, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong. And courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them be strong and very courageous be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go verse 8 keep this book of the law always on your lips meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it then you will be prosperous and successful have i not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be afraid do not be discouraged for the lord your god will be with you wherever you go Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, bless your word. Let your word be like a miraculous holy seed that's planted within our hearts today. In the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. How many, how many, how, this is going to sound chauvinistic, but I don't really think of this as a woman's chore. How many men out there, you have a pressure washer? You know what pressure washing is all about. Let me see your hand. Uh, how many real men do we have here? Okay, That'll make your hand go up. Okay, We're not talking any Caitlin stuff here right now. How many men have used a pressure washer? Sure. You know, you know, you know what that can do, that pressure washer. I mean, you, you, get, you get a real manly one, you know, at least you know, 3,000 PSI, and it'll take your foot off if you're not careful. I, all week long, I've been excited to use my new pressure washer. And uh, all week long, I've been looking forward to my day off where I could use it on the patio. And uh, I, I, I removed all the patio furniture. I put a tarp over landscaping, protect the, the patio furniture as well. Uh, I repaired all the sunken brick pavers. In fact, when I picked up the first brick paver brick to repair it, uh, when I picked it up, you've seen the movie Mummy where all the bugs come crawling out. I mean, I picked that up. I'm not exaggerating. Thousands of ants came Pour bubbling out. I mean, I'm spraying the insecticide. They're biting me. I mean, it was unreal. I blew off the pavers, got it all ready for the, the power washer, hooked up the garden hose, turned on the water, filled up the gas tank, got everything set, had my eye protection on, had my gloves. Uh, I pointed that wand, had that trigger, Pulled the trigger, nothing. The engine's running. The engine's running just fine. Pulled the trigger, nothing. I thought there's got to be a kink in the hose. 
No kink in the garden hose. Got to be a kink in the, the pressure hose. No kink in the pressure hose. Maybe something blocked up the filter. I open up the filter. It's clean as a whistle. For two hours. I worked on that pressure. About lost my salvation. No, no. And it was just then. Just then, and my dad normally calls me on Saturday evening to pray over my sermon, my preaching on Sunday morning. Just then, out of nowhere, blue, I mean, dad gives me a call to pray over my, my preaching of right now. And I said, he said, how you doing? I said, I'm frustrated. In fact, I'm, I'm mad. I'm stinking mad. He said, what's wrong? I told him all about the pressure washer. He said, well, let's pray over the pressure washer, too. I said, go ahead. <laughs> oh, you're a pastor of great faith. What a man of God. <laughs> he prayed, and I was going to put it away. I, I was so fit to be tied. Now, no. But all of a sudden, something popped in my head. An idea, not an artery. And I thought, I wonder, no, can't be. I, no, it can't be this simple. I took the yellow tip off of the wand. Now, you manly men know that there are different colored tips. The black tip is just for very general, easy use. And then there's a white tip for more intensity. A yellow tip, I use that the most. I mean, red tip will take your hand off. It, it will. I mean, it, it's so, it, it, you can carve your initials in masonry or stone. I mean, it's unreal. Don't, don't use that red tip. I mean, I took that yellow tip off. And I got, the hole is so teeny tiny in that yellow tip. I mean, an unaided eye cannot hardly see that hole. I took a paper clip wire and put it through. Could it be? Blew through it for good measure. Put it back on. <laughs> it worked just fine. It's a miracle. <laughs> a teeny tiny particle that you could barely ever be able to observe with your unaided eye was plugging up all of that pressure of what that water could do because of a teeny, tiny, stinking particle. God is wanting to bring you the victory. God is wanting to bring you prosperity, success. Not just Joshua. He wants it to bring it to you. But God can't many times because we've allowed stinking thinking to plug up what God wants to do in our lives. This morning I want to preach a message to you that I've titled uh, Miracle Mindset or stinking thinking. Fill in the first blank this morning. God gives me problems to give you illustrations. I just know it. God's answer for life's problems, hurts, and challenges is his favor. Let me ask you a question. Edify, if you know the answer, you can speak it out. What were Joshua's challenges? Think of the challenges that confronted this man. What were his challenges? Anybody know? Had across the, the Jordan. You know it, but so did the rest of the Israelites. What were his specific challenges? Leadership. Spiritual leadership. He was to be a commander general. Military leadership. And then probably the hardest of all, he had to divide up the land of Israel among 12 different tribes. Have you ever tried to keep everybody happy at Christmas time? <laughs> Leadership challenges. Second question. 
But what were God's promises to, to Joshua? Huh? Edify? Do you know the answers at all? Okay, getting blank stares. Real good. What were God's promises? God said, I'm going to bless you with prosperity. Every place where your foot treads upon, I'm going to give to you. I'm going to give you victory. Nobody's going to be able to stand up against you. I will make you successful. I will make you prosperous. And most of all, I will never leave you or forsake you. Get a hold of that. Wow. I want to remind you again, God has no favorites. God desires to bless His children. God desires to bless you. If you don't believe that, read His Word. Exodus 23, 25, Worship the Lord your God and His blessing will be on your food and water. I will take sickness from among you. Let the Lord be magnified which hath pleasure in the prosperity of His servant. Uh, may He give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. Uh, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house test me in this says the lord almighty and see if i will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it hallelujah god gives us richly all things to enjoy the apostle paul said moses said the lord bless you and keep you the Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. Peace. Ever been around Christians who feel that God has ordained for them to suffer? Bless God. I'm just suffering for Jesus. That makes them more holy. I'm suffering for Jesus. It's my cross to bear. Haven't you heard, pastor, brother, sister, haven't you heard? In this world you will have tribulation. Yes, I've heard it. And the, the, the verse ends by saying, Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world, Jesus said. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Listen, I cannot read anywhere in the Bible where it's God's will for you to be discouraged, distressed, or depressed. I cannot find anywhere in the Bible where it says that you and I are to be poor. We are, are, are to be weak. We are to be cursed instead of blessed. We are to have defeat instead of victory. We are to have sickness instead of health. We are to have life instead of death instead of life. I, I can't find it there. Everywhere I look, blessing, victory, favor within the word of the Lord. There it is. God wants to pour out his favor on your life. It's not more spiritual to walk around with your head down and, and, and believing that nothing good is going to come your way from the Lord. Where's the first place to claim God's favor? Write it down. The first place to claim God's favor and victory is in your mind. Your mind. What, what's that thing between your ears? No, it's not earwax. It's your brain. Your brain. Your mind. Your brain is the most orderly, complex arrangement of matter that we know of in the known universe. Nothing that man can fashion, nothing that man can contrive, nothing that man can create can even equal or come close to what the brain can accomplish. Look at the person next to you and say, I'm a thinking machine. I'm a thinking machine. Yes. But we can't, we can't, we can't be flippant about our thought life. Think of it. What we articulate and what we act.
actuate in our attitudes and in our behavior first begins as our thoughts. Our thoughts. That message isn't mine, it's Jesus's. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. So there it is. Fill in the blank. Sin doesn't begin with an action. It begins with a thought. These nightmarish school shootings and university shootings, they don't begin when somebody pulls a trigger. They begin when a student has thoughts of rage and hatred and resentment in their minds. Listen. Uh, uh, immorality, immorality, sexual sin doesn't begin when you slip between the sheets at some cheap motel that you rent by the hour. It begins when you fantasize about someone and having an affair with someone who's not your marital spouse. Rebellion doesn't occur with disobedience or when a teenager tells his parents off. But when disrespectful thoughts are entertained in a student's mind. A fragmented family, a broken home, doesn't begin in the courtroom. It begins when spouses start entertaining unforgiving thoughts towards one another. Your mind has so much power. Your mind has so much power that research indicates that your life will follow your most dominant Thoughts. Let me repeat that again. Your life will follow your most dominant thoughts. What you keep before you, what you eat, drink, and sleep mentally will be your outcome. This is the word of the Lord. Proverbs 12, 23, 7. As he thinks within himself, so he is. So the corollary is true. Write it down. You cannot think negative thoughts and expect to live a positive life. Hmm? Outcomes, behavior, attitudes, what we verbalize, all goes back to our thoughts. Don't be foolish to think that you can focus on negative things consistently and have positive outcomes. A couple, a couple, they were both turning 60 years of age. And since their birthdays were a month apart, they decided to both have their birthdays together. So they uh, ordered a birthday cake for themselves. It had candles on it. They lit those candles. And she said to her husband, she said, why don't we make a wish before we blow out the candles and celebrate our birthday together? And so she made a wish. And when she made her wish, whoosh, an angel appeared. And the angel said, I am here to grant you from heaven your greatest wish. Whatever you wish, it'll happen to you. And so the wife said, I'm wishing for a round-the-world tour. Tickets for two. For my sweetheart who I've loved all these years. Poof! In her hand, the angel caused two round-the-world tickets to appear. The husband looked at that and thought, as he looked at his wife, 60 years of age, he pondered over her with a critical eye, the wrinkles, the gray hair, the worn face, he looks the angel squarely in the eye, and this 60-year-old man said, I'd like, I'd like, looking at her again, I'd like to be a, married to a woman 30 years younger than me. Poof! He was made 90 years old. <laughs> you cannot expect to have negative thoughts and then have a positive outcome. I know it sounds simple, yet we trip up on this all the time. If it is so simple, why aren't we doing it? 
You hear me in this? God warned Joshua about two powerful, stinking, thinking stinkers. What were they? Discouragement and fear. But it's not just these powerful stinkers that want to plug up like my pressure washer what God is wanting to do in and through our lives. Uh, uh, we, we could talk about pride. We could talk about resentment, an unforgiving uh, spirit. We could talk about anger, hatred. We could talk about lust, self-gratification. These thoughts these thoughts stop, uh, extinguish, they plug up all that God is wanting to do in and through our lives with His favor. Why does God want to bless us? To feed our greeds? Is that why God wants to bless us? Why does God put throughout the entire Bible prosperity, blessing, health, wholeness, and victory for His people? Why does He fill His book with blessings, we are blessed to be a blessing. If we were not blessed, we couldn't be a blessing. God wants to bless you. God wants to prosper you. God wants to, to give you the victory so that you can be used as a blessing instrument in His hands and to reach this world for Jesus Christ. So don't read between the lines of this sermon saying that I'm just trying to feed your greeds. You've got it all wrong. God blesses us so that we can live to give, so that we can be a blessing to others. Uh, uh, the reason that so many are unhappy and living beneath their full potential of God's blessings is due to their stinking thinking. Like magnets, we attract what we continually think about. If you constantly, consistently have negative thoughts, you will attract negative circumstances and negative people to you. As the adage goes, birds of a feather. Oh, you know it better than you know your scripture. <laughs> For instance, if you go around full of fear all the time, you're actually believing for the negative. Just as faith activates the miraculous from God, Fear activates the power of the enemy in your life. When you operate in fear, when you operate in pride, when you operate in self-gratification, don't be surprised if you don't just get what you're believing for. I knew a man, for instance, that was fearful of getting Alzheimer's. He said, my, my uncles had it. My aunts had it, my, my, my parents, my grandparents, uh, and I just know uh, uh, I'm going to end up with it too. It was as though he was already making a, a reservation for Alzheimer's. Stinking thinking gives permission to the enemy of your soul to have a foothold in your life. And again, footholds from the enemy become strongholds. They become beachheads. They become active points of satanic resistance in our lives to paralyze, immobilize, and demoralize us. What are you giving life to? What are you creating? What are you birthing in your life, in your marriage, in your family by your thinking? You're either birthing blessing or curse, prosperity or poverty, health, sickness, success, failure, life or death. But here's the good news. You want to hear good news? We can choose either a miracle mindset or stinking thinking. Write it down. We really do have the power of thought control. Thought control. How many sci-fi people do we have here? Hmm. If there's any genre that I enjoy watching, I, I freely admit I confess my faults before the congregation. I love sci-fi. I'm a Trekkie at heart. I am. I can, watch, I can watch any old classic Star Trek episode. I can watch it and tell you what the script is going to say before they open their mouth. 
One of the dominant themes in sci-fi is thought control, the power to control somebody else's thinking. Uh, the leader uh, of the school of the, of the X-Men, you know, the good X-Man, uh, uh, Patrick Stewart, he has the ability to control the thoughts of others. We know that that is a sheer impossibility, except for one instance. You have the power to control your own thoughts. Maybe not others, but you can control the thoughts within your own mind. That's right. You have the power of choice. You can choose which thoughts you'll invite in through the door of your life. Daily, 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 what comes? Knocking at the door of our lives. We're bombarded with negative thoughts from the enemy of our soul. Thoughts of lust, thoughts of pride, thoughts of greed, thoughts of, of comparing ourselves with others, thoughts of insecurity, inferiority, low self-worth, poor self and I could go on and on. They come knocking at the door of our lives. The more we open the door of our minds to Satan's garbage, garbage in, garbage there it is so write it down the miracle mindset begins by standing guard standing guard over the entrance to your mind your mind you can't prevent negative thoughts from knocking on the door of your life but you can choose whether or not you will invite them in, whether you open the door, whether you will entertain those thoughts. Uh, so evaluate your thoughts. Ask yourself, is that thought from God? Is it from my flesh? Or is it from Satan? If they're thoughts of resentment, if they're thoughts of pride, if it's a thought of lust, if it brings fear, worry, doubt, or unbelief, if the thought makes you feel uh, weak or inadequate or insecure, I want you to know that doesn't come from God. You need to deal with it immediately. Not long ago, Becky and I were at the home. It was our day off, and we were cleaning the home, and uh, a knock came on our door. And here stood two scruffy guys. I, I looked in the driveway, and there was their car was like an old beat-up beater. I mean, so rusty, it looked like it needed a tetanus shot. I looked at them, no uniform, street clothes. They said, hi, we're in your neighborhood, and we're offering free carpet cleaning to any rug in your, any room in your home. We'll give you free carpet cleaning just to prove how good our service is. I said, show me your identification. Uh, we left it at the office. No uniform. Plain old beater car, no lineage, no, not even a business card. Becky turned to me and she said, "Oh, honey, a free carpet cleaning. Uh, let them, let them come on in." I said, "Honey, let me take care of this, buddy. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Get off my property right now. I, I, I believe you're, you're a con. Leave now, and be warned." those kinds. You make sure that people show you identification. You make sure there's, today they're even emailing you a picture of the repairman. Are you with me, everybody? On the, the same goes with what's knocking at the door of your mind. The Bible says very clearly, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 10, casting down imaginations and every high thing that is exalted against the knowledge of God and bringing every what? thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So write it down. Take self-destructive thoughts captive. Captive. Don't play around with them. Don't see how close you can get to the fire without getting burnt. Because you'll get burnt. Don't you dare open the door and flirt with that thing. 
You need to deal with it immediately. Tell them to feats do your duty. Get off my property now. You hear me in this? Maybe I'm talking to someone this morning. Your finances have been failing. And you've had thoughts of not paying your bills. You've had thoughts of depleting your life savings. You've had thoughts of declaring bankruptcy. No, instead, cast down that vain imagination. Take captive that thought of impoverishment. You begin tithing. You step out on God's word. Step out on God's promise. You're not stepping out on my word. Tithing is not my word. It's God's word. He says, test me in this. To see that if I will open up the floodgates of blessing for you. Step out. Step out. Reject that thought. In the name of Jesus, receive God's favor. Don't let stinking thinking plug up what God wants to do in your finances. I could be talking to a soul right now. Every pew has a broken heart. And you're struggling in your marriage. Your spouse doesn't know it, but you've been fantasizing. You've been fantasizing about divorce. You've been thinking of what life would be like being single again. I hope that's not my wife. She spent the whole weekend with a bunch of sisters and relatives, all females. I had to get out of there. Are you struggling in your marriage? Have you been imagining divorce? Take that thought captive in the name of Jesus. He is still our Prince of Peace. He's not only the healer of broken bodies, He's the healer of wounded hearts. Invite Him in. Watch and see what God can do. I'm talking to a heart this morning, perhaps, and you've received a bad report, a bad diagnosis from the doctor, and you have been already planning your funeral. In the name of Jesus, stop that. Stop that. By His stripes, you are healed. Hallelujah. He is still Jehovah Rophi. I am the Lord that healeth thee. The psalmist said, who forgives all of our iniquities, who heals all our diseases. He's still the Lord of James chapter 5. If there be any sick or afflicted among you, let them call upon the elders of the church uh, and they will anoint them with oil and the prayer of faith will heal the sick. There it is. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Right thinking leads to right outcomes in the name of Jesus. Right thinking is the power of faith released for God's favor. Take those thoughts captive and cast them out of your thinking. I wish you could stand up here with me as uh, I observe a congregation uh, many of you are looking at the backs of people's heads. I see the front side all the time while I'm preaching. I can go home and close my eyes and remember exactly where people are thinking. Or thinking. <laughs> Sitting. <laughs> I can remember their facial expressions. <laughs> and it's so funny when you're in my shoes, when you're preaching your heart out and you see a head... Uh, that's doing this. <laughs> or some that just don't even, I mean, they didn't make no bones about it. <laughs> I mean, it, it it's just so encouraging. I'm not, I'm not saying this because it's happening right now, but uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not, there's nobody that I see that's sleeping, so don't misunderstand whatsoever. Uh, but that was happening in a church service while a pastor was preaching. And a man, a man was having one of those uh, nod sessions and just blacking out. And uh, uh, the, the, the preacher was just, he saw this happening and uh, he was just getting more and more upset. And so he got louder and louder and he just got uh, more uh, forceful in his preaching. Uh, and, and finally, he, he told the congregation, if any one of you want to go to hell, stand up. Well, the man that was falling asleep, all he heard was, stand up. So he stood up. And he said, Pastor, he looked around, I don't know what we're voting for, but it looks like you and me are the only ones for it right now. 
What is your thinking making you more fit for? Heaven or hell? I want there to be no mistake. This is a church that believes in the totality, 100%, cover to cover, of the Word of God. And my Bible says that there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And this is a preacher that still believes that heaven is real, hell is real, and eternity is just a breath away. Young people, students, there are some sad, sad high school graduations going on this year in this community of young men and women that will not be walking the line. It's not because of failed grades or academics. It's because in the last six weeks, through car accidents, they've gone from the here and now into the hereafter. They didn't wake up that morning thinking that that would be their last day on planet Earth. But it was. And it all was a result. It all goes back to thinking. You can't play around with God. You can fool your parents. You can fool your grandparents. You can fool people in the church. You can pull, fool people in your leadership. You can fool them in your ministry. You can fool your pastors. You can, I've been fooled many, many times. But you can't fool God. He sees your thoughts. And He sees how your thoughts are leading to unholiness. My Bible, your Bible still says, come out from among them and be separate. God help me if I'm not practicing what I'm preaching. I'm not practicing what I'm leading. I'm thankful for the cross. I'm thankful for the shed blood of Calvary. I'm thankful for repentance. David, David had a lot of wrong thoughts. David had some stinking thinking. But God said more than once, here's a man after my own heart. Why? Because David said, I have sinned. Uh, cast me not away from your presence, O Lord. Take me back. He had a repentant heart. That's what God looks for. Our lives move in the direction of our most dominant thoughts. That's why every single day, what do we need? We need a brainwashing. The Bible preaches about, teaches about it. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the, what? Renewing of your... You'd be amazed at how many Bible verses are on the mind. It's still the first psychology book. When you have a renewing of the mind, then you'll be able to stand at the front door of your mind and be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Question, what did God tell Joshua was the key, the key for enjoying God's favor? What was the key for enjoying God's favor? Oh, write it down. Right thinking comes by meditating on God's word. Joshua 1.8, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Does that mean that I'm supposed to, I mean, day and night be in this book? Is that what that means? That verse? You know, while I'm driving. <laughs> like some of, the, some of the kids I've seen with their cell phones while they're driving. And they sit at a green light for five minutes. Always in front of me. <laughs> no! It means, yes, you need to read God's Word. Yes, you need to memorize it and study it. But as you do, you'll understand God's will. You'll understand God's ways throughout your day. Keep your thoughts uh, on His thoughts. Let His thoughts become your thoughts. Meditate on His will, His word, and His ways, His person, and His promises. Hallelujah. This is the word of the Lord to us. This is how we unplug 
ourselves from stinking thinking and enjoy the favor of the Lord to meditate, ponder, focus, dwell, camp out on where God is. Amen. The, the Hebrew word meditate literally means to chew the cud like cows. Now, most of us are city folk, and we really don't understand how cows chew. But you can understand how cows chew if you have my vantage point and look at the teenage section and watch them chew gum. <laughs> now, when I went to church and my mom caught me chewing gum in church... How many were raised in church? You know what I'm talking about. I'd be sitting next to my mom if I was chewing gum, crack on the back of the head. Many times, I swallowed that gum. <laughs> I don't mind you chewing gum. It's when you snap it. That, that ticks me off. And that's righteous indignation. That's what we're supposed to do with God's will, His word, His ways. That's what we're supposed to do with His promises and His person all day long, 24-7. Let His thoughts become your thoughts. And it allows the favor of God to be poured into your life. Amen. You get in the habit of meditating on God's person and promises. This way, you're able then to say, I know God will prosper me. I know He'll bring me health. I know He'll bring me joy. I know He's bigger than any mountain. <laughs> I know my God is a great God. Paul taught this in Philippians 4.8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy... Do what? There it is. It's not just Old Testament. It's New Testament. Meditate on these things. Meditating, write it down on God's Word and His ways, uh, making God thoughts our thoughts, moves us into a miracle mindset. God wants you to have His thoughts. God wants you to have His mind. Now get a hold of this. God says, my ways are, are greater than your ways, higher than the heavens are above the earth. When you have God's thoughts, you have supernatural wisdom. Pastor, do you have Bible on that? Yes, I do. Philippians 2.5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. God's thinking. Colossians 3, 2, set your minds on the things which are above. This is having a mindset for victory. Do you have a mindset for healing? A mindset for blessing? A mindset for favor? A mindset for joy? Do you have a mindset, a miracle mindset? If you want that, set your mind on things which are above. What do you mean by that, Pastor? When we Think God's thoughts. Uh, we are who God says we are. We're not what the world says we are. We're not what our past says we are. We're not definitely what the devil says we are. We are who God says we are. We are a born-again, blood-washed, Bible-believing, demon-fighting, soldier-of-the-cross people. Amen. We're the king's kids. Children of the Most High God. The royal blood of heaven flows in our veins when we think God's thoughts, when His thoughts become our thoughts, we have what God says we have. We have love. We have joy. We have peace. We have abundant living. Hallelujah. We have the brothers and the sisters of Jesus Christ, the family of God. We have eternal life. We have heaven. Hallelujah. The best is yet to come. We have Jesus because we have what God says we have. When we think with God's mind, when we think with God's thoughts, when His thoughts become our thoughts, not only are we what God says we are, not only can we have what God says we have, we can do what God says we can do. 
Amen. We can lay our hands upon the sick and see them healed in the name of Jesus. We can cast out demons and walk upon the very powers of hell and demonic forces because Jesus said we can tread on the serpent and on the scorpion. Hallelujah. We can do all things in Christ Jesus our Lord. Why? How? Because my Bible says I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. We are who God says we are. We have what God says we have. We can do what God says we can do because uh, we're moving with a miracle mindset. We're thinking God's thoughts. We're thinking God's thoughts. Let your constant prayer be, Lord, I want your thinking. I want your thoughts. I want your ideas. I want your wisdom. I want your knowledge. I want your discernment. Yes. Praise and thanksgiving, lastly. Also foster a miracle mindset to open up your life for favor and victory. It's not just the Word of God, but it's praise, worship, and thanksgiving that does marvelous and miracle things in your life and my life. We've talked about the power of a pressure washer. I had a dear, dear, dear friend, dear brother in this church that used a pressure washer on Memorial Day. And he about lost his hand. He raced to urgent care and, and, and he thought it was just going to be a few stitches. They said, you have air that's been pumped up into your veins. You've got to go by ambulance to the hospital. Ended up in the hospital for two days. Such is the power of water. The power of water. It can ruin your basement. When the sub pump goes, the power of water. It can be a filthy gutter that's created outside your home. Or the power of water can carve out a beautiful, majestic, glorious Grand Canyon that becomes one of the seven wonders of the world. Pastor, Pastor, I've got some rotten things going on in my life. I've got some rotten things going on in my marriage, my family. Change the flow of the stinking thinking into a miracle mindset. If you'll change the flow that's flowing up here, you'll change the outcome. Change the flow for God and you'll create a beautiful, wow, life. Graduates, you need to hear this. Change the flow and you'll change the outcome. Joshua's first great challenge. What's impregnable, invincible, impossible city stood before Joshua? It was known, it was known as the gateway, the impregnable gateway to the whole promised land. What impregnable place stood before Joshua? Jericho. Joshua chapter 5. Joshua knows that he's been called to be both the military and the spiritual leader of Israel. And yet he's got a Jericho looming before him. He's wondering, what should I do? These people are the sons and the daughters of slaves. They're not soldiers. What should I do? Suddenly, the Bible says he saw a man. Look in your Bibles, it's written with capital M-A-N, man. And what is this man doing? He's standing there with a drawn sword 
Joshua comes boldly up to him and says to him, Are you friend or are you foe? And this man with the sword looks down upon him and he said, I am neither. I am the commander-in-chief of the Lord's army to here to be with you. Who is this man? This is the one who said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. This is the one who's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, King of kings and Lord of lords. This is not an angel. This is the second person of the Holy Trinity. This is the pre-incarnate Son of God. He's come to do battle for Joshua and his people. Joshua said, give me your orders. What's the strategy? Here's the strategy. The Lord said, Take off your shoes. You're on holy ground. And Joshua took off his shoes and fell down in the presence of the Lord and worshipped him there. Hallelujah. Some of you, even right now, you need healing in your thinking. You need healing in your thinking. You need healing in your thinking. You need to change the flow. Change the flow. The Spirit of God is knocking upon your heart's door. Even right now, change the flow. And they most instant way to change the flow is to come into the presence of the Lord to see him as the commander-in-chief of the Lord's army to have a fresh revelation of your God in praise and worship and thanksgiving stand with me right now the presence of the Lord is very strong here this morning the Lord is here the Lord is here I said the Lord is here right now, this morning. Precious Jesus. And He's wanting to deliver from stinking thinking. In the name of Jesus. He wants to change the flow, to change the outcome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul the Apostle said this in, in Thessalonians. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Thanksgiving in praise and worship changes the flow it gets our minds off of the problem onto the problem solver praise and worship thanksgiving begins to thank god for what he has done begins to thank god for what he is doing it begins to thank god for who he is <laughs> the lord of lords the king of kings our commander-in-chief who will not I'm going to ask you, before you run out that door, I'm going to ask you before you run to the restaurant, I'm going to ask you before you run out in the lobby to fellowship, I'm going to ask you to come into the presence of Him this morning that cares, cares deeply about your thinking. He wants to bring a brainwashing. <laughs> he wants to bring a new flow. <laughs> he wants to bring the rivers of life uh, that out of your innermost being will flow. Rivers of living water. Would you let him flow through you this morning? Amen. Amen. How many want to come to this altar right now and fill it up before the others come? Amen. God's prompting your heart. God's prompting your heart. Amen. Amen. God's prompting you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come. 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 God's pr prompting. Come. Amen. Amen. Lift up your hands, everybody. Lift up your hands. Usher in the presence of the Lord here. He's coming to change the world.